Welcome to Waterbound Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, this is Ted. And this is Link, joining Ted from West Virginia. That's right. So, a uh, little, little change uh, in, in, in a few things here. So, uh, uh, Link has made a move. You want to tell him what's going on? What you're up to? Uh, yeah, buddy. Um, um, so, I... Um, most most everybody that listens knows that um, I've been doing a little part time um, sales repping for Rocky Mountain Rafts, and uh, I took a full time gig with them, and I'm now the um, uh, the warehouse manager and vice president of logistics. <laughs> All right. Whenever I want to sound really official, but really I'm just managing the warehouse and doing sales and uh, same thing I used to do, but just up here um, and on a more full time basis. So, All right, man. Well, yeah. uh, you know, of course, uh, we miss having Link right here in town, but I'm mm. um, glad to uh, keep this thing going. And I know that that you'll be back in town, and we'll we'll be able to see you pretty often so congrats on the new job man that's awesome thank you and uh hope hope all is going well up there how how are things down there in the (laughs) oh wet uh we've had you know we've had every season um in the last week so right um, right (laughs) we had uh about five six inches of snow we've had floods we've had you know, today it's like 60 degrees. So, yeah, yeah. you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because um, the weather, the weather between the down there and up here is actually in a lot of ways very similar. Um, you know, we're just further north. But, you know, honestly, like especially during the like spring, summer and fall. The, the weather is very similar between North Georgia and here or Western North Carolina, North Georgia and uh, up here. So and the, the elevation is about the same. We're just, you know, we're just further north. So um, above and, and, uh, above the Mason Dixon line, right? Uh, no, we're <laughs> are you uh, right there? No, we're yeah, we're still below. I, I think we're yeah. I don't um, know. We're, we're still below it? the Virginia? Mason Dixon line. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it, it kind of goes over, like I guess through West Virginia or, or over the top of West Virginia, you know. Um, but, I think you're uh, talking with a Yankee accent now, just after. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, probably also because I got to sound all official and everything. Oh, okay. And been been talking to all kinds of people, That's but. Right. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I mean, when you guys got the snow down there, <laughs> I was like, yay, we're getting snow up here. <laughs> and it ended up being like all of an inch. And then I saw everybody's post on, online from down there. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. you know, five or six inches. And I'm like looking at Rio. Rio's like, this, this is your idea of snow. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it was Ida's no, first. Ida's first snow, so she she got she romped around, had a big time. She loved it. Oh, that's awesome! I bet she I bet she loved it. So, uh, but no, I I'm um, yeah, it's, it's been the same kind of weather up here, man. Um, yeah, I mean, people, this is the new normal, I guess, is what everybody's saying. This is the new 
normal for winter. So yeah. Well, uh, uh, well. So what you what you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Devil Ants IPA, good old West Virginia beer from um, uh, Greenbrier Valley Brewing Company, and um, it's it's really tasty. Yeah, it's a six point nine percent IPA, and uh, you know who Devil Ants was? No, Ted. No. Well. You know that that was that was <laughs> De- Devil Ants um, Devil Ants Hatfield. Ah, okay, I got you. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, you know I'm up here in Hatfields and McCoys country. So feuding, you. I actually right. I met I met a guy. Oh, I met a guy tonight. Who is or was it? Was it last night? Who's related to both the Hatfields and McCoys? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was at, uh, I stopped for a cocktail or a beer, um, on the way home from work and, um, at Maggie's pub and, uh, to join a buddy and, and this old fella came in, um, and he started talking about paddling and we were like, okay, you know, old school, old school kayaker um said he bought his first his first boat with all the gear for 185 dollars <laughs> <laughs> which was a kayak and it yeah, was 13 yeah. feet long <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so like we were missile in in the <laughs> you know the early 80s but uh but no um yeah he was he said he was related to um both the hatfields and the mccoys so you know that's just how it goes all right all right. Well, I'm enjoying a high pitch mosaic IPA uh, by High Wire Brewing. Nice. Um, and I don't know where they're located. Do you? I'm looking. Up oh, Asheville. Uh, they're, Asheville. Yeah, they're in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, hey, let's get to it here. Um, our topic sure. tonight is going to be uh, creaking or winter creaking, which is, I guess, when most people go creaking. Um, but, uh, before we get into that, what, uh, what's, let's get into some trip reports, man. So it's been a while. So there's a lot, a lot of reporting we could do, but, uh, tell us, uh, you know, it's been since new year. So what you've been, yeah, I mean, we don't really want to bore, bore people (laughs) too much. Yes, we do. (laughs) Um, well, as for me, um, uh, let's see. Uh, a while back and, and a lot of stuff has been a while back on, uh, but I did a couple, I did a weekend on, uh, headwaters of the Chattooga, um, was, uh, afforded some, uh, some nice rain and we got on section zero with, uh, with a couple buddies, um, which is from bullpen bridge up in North Carolina and uh, crosses over uh, Ellicott Rock into the Ellicott Rock Wilderness and forms the uh, border between Georgia and South Carolina and ends at Burles Ford. Um, and it's, what is that about? I guess, I think it, I, I, f- I forget exactly right off the top of my head, like s- six or seven miles, uh, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, 
and it's a it's a you know um it's a fun fun section um you know it's it's free flowing just like the the you know what i love about the chatuga is it's free flowing so water's always fluctuating uh water was kind of like a the the level was kind of medium starts with a big drop bullpen rapid right underneath bullpen bridge uh and then the other big rapid in there is uh super corkscrew um but it's got it's got a lot of fun like ledge drops a couple boulder rapids um and um yeah, you it's in, a, it's a, you in the uh, thundercloud or what were you? In? Yeah, I was in the thundercloud, and my other buddies were uh, kayaking. Um, so, uh, and you know, the funny thing was, I, I joined my buddy Steve um, on my way to the put or to the takeout to meet Steve to set shuttle. Uh, came across another friend of ours, uh, PMAC, and PMAC was like waving me down, like are you going to meet Steve? I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, you want to come boating? Like, come on, man. And, uh, you know, I was like, <laughs> be, be at the put in at this time. And, and so we're coming up, Steve and I met and we're coming out of the takeout and, and we're just chatting and riding in my truck up the road. And, uh, here <laughs> barreling down the road comes PMAC. And I was like, oh, Lord. And PMAC hit his brakes, and his boat went flying off of his car. Wow. And, you know, yeah. like true <laughs> true five-hole gang fashion. Um, and it goes skipping down the road and, like, luckily went to the right side of the road, the other side, opposite side of the road. And we watched, Steve and I just, like, turn our heads and watch it go skipping by. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets, like, hung up in a strainer there on the right. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, P Mac pulls up. Yeah. You know, I guess it was a pretty quick tie down. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but we went up there and we had a great time. And, um, so that was a really fun day. And then the next day, uh, I had another group of friends, um, want to go down uh, section one and section one was, it was kind of right on the, right on the. I think it was 400 CFS minimum is like 350 for both of those stretches. Yeah. And, uh, the minimum to run up there is 350. So, uh, but we got out there and it was, um, yeah, it was, it's kind of a cold day, but it was actually pretty nice. And then, um, uh, PMAC joined us, <laughs> which was, you know, Gave, gave us some hoots. So he was following a bunch of rass down and a bunch of us, uh, Randy Demchek and, uh, Evans Morgan and, um, uh, who else was out there? Uh, Bryce Clevenger, uh, bunch, you know, it was a good, it was a pretty good crew. Um, and those guys had never been up there and showed them down. We had a good old time and, um, I think, yeah, we, we ran everything, uh, there was nothing really, um, no, no big hazards. There were definitely more, there was more wood on section zero the day before, but section one was pretty clear. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of tree moves to get around. Uh, there was one big one right above Maytag, but we had a great time. And, you know, the, the hardest thing about that run, especially for, a raft is the hike out and it's um 
it's just over a mile out and uphill and really, you know, pretty tight to start with the trail. Yeah. And then kind of gets better as you go up, but kind of tight and steep to start. And then it gets, it kind of, you know, gets more gradual as you go out there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you got to want that run and be ready to hike, hike your stuff out. And, you know, definitely don't, not the type of run you want to bring a lot of stuff with you on, you know? And, yeah. um, so, um, but we had a great day up there. Cool. So, yeah, I'd love to possibly get on something like that one day. We'll see. <laughs> nice. um, so how about you? You uh, let's let's split it up because you had uh, yeah yeah you got some, of days some more to on. tell us about. Well, so yeah, my big thing. I, I've been on uh, several places since New Year's, but the main place that that I've been checking out um, is just right here. You know, in our backyard is Fires Creek. Um, right in between kind of, uh, or near Hayesville, near Murphy, yeah. um, North Carolina. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we've really talked about that Creek on here or not, but, uh, you and I have talked about it, you know, a number of times and it's something I'd been wanting to try to get on for a while. And it's, you know, it's just such a beautiful, like clear, pristine Creek, um, and really it's like 15, 20 minutes from, from my house. So I don't know why I hadn't for a roadside run for a roadside run. As long as it is, it's one of the most high quality, you know, watersheds in, I would say in Western North Carolina, you know, like it's, it's up there with, it's up there with uh, Snowbird and Santitla, you know, as far as water quality. I goes. agree, man. I don't know. Like the places that usually come to mind for water quality for me is like, you know, Teleco's always nice. Uh, the O'Connell Lufty was sort of my, what, you know, just with my experience was like one of the nicest, like, you know, coming out of the Smokies. But, but I've always known, you know, we've gone tubing over at this place in the summer. Um, and of course, like anything, it, it runs mostly in the winter, uh, high yeah. enough to, to paddle. And, uh, so anyway, finally got out there, me and, uh, my buddy Joseph, uh, went out there, you know, I don't know, a month ago for the first time. And we took some duckies and we, it was really low, you know, yeah. uh, lower than recommended, but we thought, yeah. you know, let's, let's go up here. Let's. Let's check it out. We'll scout it. And we knew there'd be a lot of strainers and there, there was, it was like a strainer fest and we just sort of scraped down it. Uh, we took a little handsaw and, you know, did what we could, which wasn't much. And, and, uh, but we were super excited after we got done and, you know, like we were like, okay, we're, we're coming back. We wanted to get a sense of like how much water, you know, would would we would feel comfortable doing you know and we were definitely like okay this is way too low <laughs> um and uh so one thing just real quick you know i know you and i've talked about this the gauge on american whitewater online for this uh creek um is really just a reference it's over 
<clears throat> what on like Nanahala headwaters above Lake Nanahala? Yeah, um, you know, Over, like what Rainbow people, Springs. Yeah, people consider Rainbow Springs, but um, yeah, Standing Indian is yeah. actually where the Nanahala starts. Uh, Standing Indian campground and right above there, um, and that's where the the main gauge is. The nearest gauges, which you know, I find, you know, I find considering what's downstream of fires creek and it's got you know that does have the stretch it goes through you know you know private properties and and homes and stuff and actually small communities um you know i kind of find it weird they've never put a uh, gauge on it because um you know even though it is kind of a shorter watershed it's um it's, it's coming out of really steep country. Um, but, yeah, that's where the gauge is for Fires Creek. It's, it's just kind of like a correlation gauge. Yeah. Um, which is the, unfortunate. But Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but, you know, we, we know when we've had enough rain roughly now. But Exactly, yeah. You know, so I've been back over there. I guess I've been down it four times since New Year's. And... Uh, you know, the gauge would say this or it would say that. And it, it really didn't have anything to do. <laughs> you know, like It was totally inaccurate. But um, but the main thing is we do know from that gauge, like if there's going to be enough water, period. We just don't know if it's going to be like too much or scrapey or whatever. But yeah, yeah. regardless, um, we've been back multiple times and we've gone back in and, and removed a few things. Uh, like and, trees, yeah. Remove some, yeah. Sorry, some uh, uh, some strainers and whatnot, because uh, it was ridiculous. The first trip down, you know, they were. It was just like, you know, a dozen or more. So, uh, and some of them were small, but you know, there's nothing you could do. You'd have to get out. So, you know, we were able to do deal with some of them, and then we've had these big rains, and so we went back out last weekend while it was still uh, there was still snow on the ground which was a pretty awesome uh, outing and uh, so much water had gone through that most everything had been blown out for at least a little section. And we're only doing like a couple of miles up from uh, and, and we'll just have to work our way up from there. But anyway, it's just an ongoing, um, you know, project, I guess, to kind of, Sure. Get, fami- get yeah. familiar with it, and and then eventually we've been mostly doing ducky trips. We did a lower section of it. I took took the old kayak, the hard boat kayak out, which had oh look at you in many months. Um, that. And uh, hadn't been in a canoe lately. Um, we did get one trip in up on the lower Teleco, uh, you know, and I took thundercloud and that was a good day. But anyway, we've been bouncing around doing some stuff, but mostly spending my time over at fires Creek, trying to get that going. Cause it's, it's just an awesome ride. You know, it's just, you know, it's nothing scary or crazy. It's just continuous. Just like you get on, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, and, no, uh, it's, love it's it. um, you know, uh, if you, if you're able to put in at the very top of it, which is, Right above that horse camp. Yeah. Um, I forget. There's it's something that they call it horse camp or something bridge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a nine mile run. Yes. You know, if you put yeah. in all the way at the top, 
Yeah, and we paddled it all the way, you know, from, you know, you're talking about like nine miles up into the forest down to Leatherwood Falls recreation area, probably. Yeah, basically. I, yeah. I think I think maybe they consider to the Hiawassee, maybe okay. maybe the other part of that. I we think, did I think we is. did that too. Like you know, yeah. we've done that and down. Yeah, and uh, and that was decent too. You know, it wasn't the same, but it was yeah, it was pleasant. So. But anyway, uh, it's been fun, so I'll cool. keep on plugging away at that and see how it goes. Yeah. But, so tell us about uh, Daddy's Creek. Yeah, so um, so finally got on um, the upper part of Daddy's Creek. I done from um, uh, where the upper takeout is, which is called Devil's Breakfast Table, down into the Obed, uh, Emory river system down all the way down into it several years ago, but just had never been over there to run, you know, daddy's Creek proper. And so I went over for daddy's Creek go fast day a couple weeks back, right. You know, right. Just before I, I, uh, came up here and, um, uh, man, just had a great day. It was, you know, it was one of those, typical winter days it's like uh you know it's raining sleeting partially snowing here and there but um yeah went over and um you know been wanting to go to the uh go fast day go go to the race and um you know gotten several invites and um been talking to um uh, Charles who helped, you know, who, who puts on the race and trying to get over there. So finally made it and, um, you know, just made it in time. <laughs> um, just because, um, of the drive, it's like, you know, easily three hour drive over there from Hiawassee. And, you know, this was before I left for West Virginia. Um, and, um, you know, just not having been there, I knew it was, you know, several miles, the section, but first couple miles are, you know, first couple miles are, are pretty tame. Um, and, uh, it's, it's kind of similar to paddling into the upper yacht where you got a good bit of pretty mellow, you know, mellow water just current and a couple rapids here and there but nothing nothing sizable until you get to the mouth of daddy's and then and when you do you you know it's 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 really just a typical cumberland plateau run where it's just rock faces cliffs and just really beautiful scenery um and uh, it was um, I think it was just, just at two feet or right below two feet, which was a good, you know, it was, I, I would say for anything more than R1 was, uh, was the low end of things. Yeah. Not, not like elf level, not extra low flow, but you know, definitely not like a medium pushy water level. It was, it was very much a pool drop run. Uh, there's, there's some cool technical rapids. It's when you get into the, 
the rapids themselves they're they are technical and steep at times but um it's man it's really beautiful um the water is really clear and has that just kind of opaque blue look of yeah. uh the cumberland plateau like a lot of the runs do powder blue um but you know but not like real powdery you know not like not you know it's relatively clear but um yeah and just big big rocks and rock faces and really cool scenery cool rapids uh fang at the bottom of uh, rattlesnake rapid uh had a has a log on the right there's a right slot and then a fang left slot. is the name of it fang like fang. victor like victor fang <laughs> yeah like victor fang that's some bitch <laughs> so yeah let me move the mic closer because i am kind of sitting on the other end of the table and, and by the way you've got your your <laughs> You got another dog in there with you. It used to be Ida and Rio oh, wrestling yeah. around. It sounds like a wrestling match. Yeah, now it really is a wrestling match. You've got a great um, Dane. A great there. Dane that loves to just 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 chomp and slobber all over Rio. Her, <laughs> name, her name is Ellie. And that's his that's his big his big black love. She's just big, big big dark great dane she's gorgeous um and ellie or ida your dog ida is is, is big his big white love because she's a big old <laughs> great pyrenees um he's he's got a thing for nice and large ladies <laughs> for large 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 dogs um but yeah uh daddy's creek oh it was just really awesome and um uh, our buddy Chad met us, met, met me at the takeout. So I just rolled into the put in, showed up, blowed up and put on the river with Rio. Rio ran it with me. He did nice. great. Um, you know, everybody, I, of course, getting comments the entire time we were paddling. Just like, really? You're bringing a dog down here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, trust me. You know, he's, he's good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I saw some folks that afterwards are like, wow, he, he did really well. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, we didn't just come, come off of, uh, the high you know, to <laughs> paddle this stuff, but, um, but no, and they had a, they had just a great event and Charles puts on, it, it was, it was great. It was a good turnout. Even though the weather was just the weather was got uh, really nasty throughout the day, uh, it got colder. Um, you know, still a lot of people showed up and and um, paddled and and had a good time and got to see some friends I hadn't seen in a while and it was it was a great time. And then the after party, um, you know, they had a really cool after party and had some beer and prize you know raffle and all kinds of stuff so completely grassroots um you know only a couple people involved and and putting that whole thing on and they did a really good job so um yeah definitely give them a shout out love love giving giving them a shout out and uh yeah look forward to going back Hope, hope to get to go down there next year all right man well uh see i gotta 
into one of these freshies here. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So let's get into the topic: uh, creaking and or winter creaking. Um, yeah. If there's if there's a difference. Um, <laughs> not, but, not uh, really. I mean, you know. So this is some of what we've been doing, you know, with Fires Creek and you doing the like section zero and one and even Daddy's Creek. Um, so let's start with, you know, what is the difference between like creaking or creek and river running? And so, you know, if people have, you know, they've been going down Nanahala or Ocoee or even, you know, section four maybe, but, uh, you know, or the, or French broad, you know, the usual suspects around here. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they want to get into creaking a little bit, you know, what, you know, what's your take on the differences? Well, you know, as a topic, winter creaking, you know, in, in the Southeast is, I mean, it's kind of, a, yeah, I don't know one of those uh, relative terms, but yeah. I mean, you know, you could, you could get into the same thing in like Pacific Northwest um, you know, most folks, you know, depending on where you are in the country may not call it winter, you know, because sure. of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, especially with the weather, way the weather <laughs> is right now. Well, for uh, us, it's winter season, yeah. but yeah. Punxsutawney Phil said, uh, <laughs> spring was going to start about a day after spring started, I feel. Um, but, um, um. No, I mean, you know, uh, the, the, the beauty of paddling in the winter is, you know, in the, in the Southeast, that's when, that's when we get a majority of our rain, um, in our snow as well. But a lot of the systems that come out here, come through here, they start as rain and turn into snow or start as snow and turn into rain. But typically that's when we get a majority of our precipitation, you know, the longer period. Um, the same thing can be said about the Pacific Northwest, which is why, you know, I, I draw a really like, even though we don't have the high elevation they do at the elevation where it rains and where the creeks are is, you know, it's very similar to the Southeast, Southeastern United States and the, the Southern Appalachians. So, um, and, um, you know, the difference between creaking and river running, um, I mean, you know, rivers, you kind of get your foundation, your paddling foundations, your fundamentals, you learn them on rivers, um, you know, creeks, uh, you know, when they're running tend to be shallower faster steeper yeah. more gradient um you know more more continuous than rivers you know yeah especially if you're comparing you know say like um um i'm trying to think of uh you know like a boxing uh, match going on behind you <laughs> well yeah i mean there's just always and and you got to be able to you got to be able to make quick moves 
make quick decisions and make quick moves, you know, from those decisions. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's, there's harder whitewater or harder rapids, you know, uh, it just means it's, it's, it's probably a little bit faster. And they yeah, really, is, they really, like... they really only run when it's been raining. Yeah. Uh, you you can't you can't really get down many creeks without the right amount of volume, without the right amount of rain and flow. Uh, compared to rivers, which are usually, you know, what creeks feed into. Sorry, hang on a second. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> you hey. got a commotion. Hey, uh, there's a commotion in here. Hey. Ellie, take it easy on Rio. It's funny because he's an old man. I know he's only six months older than you, but he's an old man. And and Ida has no idea all this is going on. She's over here in front of me, just out. Yeah, just he's cheating on her. That's right, cheating on her. But um, but yeah, you know, back to the topic. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, creeks feed rivers usually, depending on where you are. Uh. And so usually lower volume, more continuous when they're running, you know, steeper, a little bit steeper gradient. Mm-hmm. Um, may, may, you know, maybe not as, as big and definable rapids, but there's just, you know, and, and much, much tighter uh, yeah, compared, yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to most rivers. Of course, you know, you'll get on a river and, it's called a creek or so, you know, where, where do you draw the line? Um, you know, typically they're going to be creeks are going to be lower volume. Uh, they're going to be, you know, pushier, more continuous, faster, shallower, um, and, and more narrow, you know, rivers can be wider. Uh, it's going to be possibly more pool drop or, uh, you know, more definable rapids. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great. I mean, I, I agree 100 percent everything. I mean, I don't have a ton of creaking experience, but I mean, what the what you're describing, you know, sounds really accurate. You know. Yeah. So, and, so and, it, it's like a lot of read and run stuff going on coming at you real fast. Yeah. Versus here comes a big rapid, you know, in a quarter mile kind of deal. Yeah, or you know, even even with even with the river, um, you know, especially when you consider pool drop or drop pool rivers like the Chattooga or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like even the French Broad and bigger volume, wider rivers, the New River, even the Gullies of drop pool river, um, uh, all your gradient is going to be in the rapid. Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily in between in the stuff in between, um, you know, especially out here, per se. Uh, you know, you go out west, and the rivers are going to be probably, you know, more more typically they're a little little more continuous. Um, yeah, but out here they're going to be, you know, calm pool. A lot of times, this isn't, you know, this isn't. Yeah, not everything. Sure. Yeah, not everything goes this way, but calm pool, steep rapid, calm pool below the rapid, you know, and they're at the bottom of that pool, there may be another rapid, but, you know, all in all, there's going to be kind of 
dif- d- discernible, definable, you know, spaces in between very, you know, significant, um, recognizable rapids. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah, I think that, I mean, that, I think you're right on with all that. Uh, so what, what do you know about kind of the history of running creeks kind of in the Southeast? I mean, well, I people have been doing it for a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, as long as people have been paddling, um, canoes and kayaks, you know, creaking and rafts is a, is a fairly new thing. Uh, you know, no matter where you look in the country Yeah, and, and, you know, um, uh, but the history of creaking in the Southeast, you know, uh, goes back. I mean, it goes back into the shit man, like the seventies, you know, uh, sixties, seventies. Um, and you know, people that were, you know, what, what, what most people would say, a recreational paddler or whitewater paddler. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> easy. Um, you know, they, they, they were, they were thrill seekers and, and they were, you know, wanting to take things to the next level and, and just like see new places, see new rivers, even back then. Um, and, you know, guys that paddled, you know, classic runs like the Chattooga, the French Broad and, uh, you know, the Okoe, which didn't start running regularly till like what the, the mid seventies, um, you know, but they, they, you know, running, you know, they were running stuff like that and they were like, you know, well, this other stuff's running, you know, like where does, you know, where do these rivers come from? What, what feeds them? And Hey, you know, how far up can we run this? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I forget when the first, when the first descent of overflow, which is, you know, the main, the main run of the West Fork, uh, of the Chattooga, but yeah, they're running the head headwaters of the Chattooga section zero, section one back in the early seventies, uh, until the boating ban went into effect. And I think that's, you know, possibly what pushed them to overflow, which was not included in the boating ban, which is, you know, in the, on the Georgia side of the Chattooga comes in on the, the, the West side or the Georgia side of the Chattooga and, uh, like Bruce Hare and, um, man, like, uh, Woody Callaway and all those guys. I mean, just, just, just watch Southern fried creaking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually uh, just about to mention and, that. And granted that that's from, you 90s, know, that is early nineties. Well, yeah, it was like the late eighties, early nineties, but you know, those guys had been on it for a while already. Yeah. Um, so, but no matter where boat, you know, and, and at that time, uh, the big companies like American kayak companies were perception dagger, um, um, 
Noah or Jetty Kayaks or I forget which one it is. Um, you know, and people were running the Nantahala way back in the, in the, you know, sixties and seventies. But, uh, I mean, the dams were there, but, uh, you know, these guys went up and they wanted to run the, the stuff that was feeding all those rivers. So, um, you know, it goes way back. And then as time progressed and boat designs got better, especially, you know, kayak and kayak, kayak designs got just excelled over everything else. Um, you know, can, canoers would run the creeks too, but, uh, you know, other stuff like, um, the North Fork of the French Broad and then, you know, the Green Narrows came into play and, and just all the other stuff in the Southeast. But then, you know, there, there was, there was a movement and, you know, definitely a, a creaking movement in um, the mid Atlantic, you know, around, you know, around the Gali and around, around the Yawk and, you know, I'm sure in the Northeast, um, but also, you know, out West and, uh, Colorado and, and, and the Pacific Northwest and all that. So, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, every, I think everybody helped lift each other up and they're like, man, well, they're running that out there in a kayak. You know, I'm going to go try it out, try out this run out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it just, I think it just massacized into this like, yeah, man, that looks awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to go do it because, you know, I can kayak and, you know, I pre- feel pretty comfortable in these rounds. So I'm going to go try this stuff out. So, yeah. Cool. Well, and then I know, you know, up where you are, uh, the, you know, Jim Snyder and I don't know, Attila and all those guys in Thrill Seekers were yeah. – inflatable kayaks uh the uh, the thrill seeker they were running there's a awesome video um called a token of my extreme you can find it on youtube yeah and it's it's those guys running creeks in yeah. west virginia and up that way uh i don't know when i guess 80s maybe yeah yeah i mean you know way back way back they were running crazy uh, stuff like running that. ik's down <laughs> down down awesome stuff and you know, one one of my buddies, um, you know, give him a shout out, uh, Chip Collins. I mean, he he got some first descents, like straight up, legit first descents in a thrill seeker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, just wild wow, man, and just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna take this inflatable kayak off. You know, same same type of things that uh, kayakers are running. You know that that you know maybe only a few uh, open boaters were running. So, um, you know, and you know, I I like to think back in those days, you know, like nobody gave a shit what you were running, man. <laughs> <laughs> like hell yeah, you know, just get out there and do it if yeah. if that's what you want to do, and you know. You know, if you got skills, you know, we, yeah. we, we don't want you to be a liability or, you know, we don't have to babysit you, but, but, um, yeah, you know, you want to get out there and run it. Yeah. We'll, we'll run it with you. Well, that'll so, be a good, good sort of segue into like, 
you know, what do you need? Like if you're going to, you know, do you need different equipment? Of course, um, we've all have heard, you know, like for years now, I mean, of course, even the kayak that I have is a Creek boat really, but you know, all I know is that means there's more volume, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean like what other equipment, you know, would you say, you know, is there, something dramatically different people need or is it more just like you know maybe maybe you don't want to run a creek in a slicey boat (laughs) you know i mean with what these boys are doing nowadays you know there there is no it's all your comfort level it's all what you feel comfortable in for the most part you know when it comes to kayaks like you know yeah I I mean I I prefer a creek boat on uh, you know on steep tight technical creeks. Which what's I, the advantage there? I mean like more more volume. Yeah. Um, you know for you know running drops and staying closer to the surface and resurfacing off of drops off of rapids. Yeah. Um, you know um, slicey boats are. I mean, they're, they're going to sit lower in the water. They're, they're definitely going to, they're going to cut through the water and through the currents a lot better. They're going to grab stuff, be a bit more, you know, edges might grab a little bit more, but you know, I'm thinking the the, the reason stern stern and, you know, well, just when you're on that, all that, you know, just from my experience and I haven't, I'm not a, I'm not Getting in a slicey boat, don't know anything about it. But I'm just saying, like, I think you could piton or, or, you know, I mean, on a little creek, there's so many jumbles of rocks and stuff. I guess it could happen anywhere, but I, I just feel like that's yeah. prob- probably the, the reasoning behind a, like, wanting to stay up on the top because it's so shallow and exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, yeah, another one of the qualities that you look for you know, if you're on, if you're creaking, but you know, there, there are guys that, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to take my playboat on a Creek. I mean, yes. hell, you know, it's more maneuverable. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not as long, so you're, you're not necessarily going to piton, but it's definitely more retentive. It's more likely to like, you know, flip end over end off of something. But you know, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable, if that's what you're comfortable in, go for it. Um, slicey boats, uh, yeah, they, they they are probably more apt to piton or to, you know, reverse piton, basically come off of a drop. Or basically the, the bow and the stern can submerge quicker. Um, so, you know, and they're they're going to sit lower in the water is, is kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, um, yeah. They're going to sit lower in the water off of a drop and you know the the tail you come off of a drop definitely you know if you're if you're looking for that downtime you want that you don't necessarily you want to slice through the drop at the bottom and submerge out the other end then you know i mean that's that's a great boat for it but creaking i i like to stay on the surface and you know and and uh, and and you know, basically, um, I mean, I, I like, I like the whole speed and the, and the forgiveness of a Creek boat. Yeah. 
more so than like a longer boat or a slicey boat. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for, you know, for those that don't know, yeah, I, I, uh, I used to kayak a lot. So, and you know, I mean, I used to, you know, teach kayaking and, and, um, you know, ACA instructor. And then I went to work for endless river adventures and taught for them. And, uh, you know, occasionally still get back into kayak and that's my new year's resolutions get back in, in, in a boat, but, uh, in a hard boat, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, with, you know, let's talk about canoes on creeks. Uh, you know, you're definitely going to want something shorter. Yeah. You know, probably a little wider, um, you know, with, with more rocker to make moves and tighter moves and, and, and something with, with flotation for sure to keep the water out. And in the last probably decade, they've definitely, you know, have made, made lots of canoes for that. Exactly. Exactly. Making for that now. And they, I mean, versus, you know, 20 years ago, the, the, the big, uh, you know, 12 foot Royal X boats are, aren't, aren't your best option. Although people do it. (laughs) No, uh, that, and that, and you know, if we go back into the history of creek, you look at what they used to run, run shit with, uh, um, you know, all those guys that did, uh, um, Milt Aiken that did all the paddle snake videos and all that, all that stuff. I mean, you know, they, uh, they were running that and, you know, running all those creeks and that they filmed with, uh, pretty, you know, pretty by today's standards, you know, pretty, pretty decent big, sized canoes. Yeah, boats, yeah. So, but, um, uh, but Hey, you know, there's also like, you, like you said, duckies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and some, course, some duckies are, are built better than others and some have better features than others. Um, you know, what do you think? Well, that's what I've been going down fires Creek in and, and for, well, I did, I took a hard boat down one section of it, but the, the reason that I'm doing it is that I knew there was going to be a lot of strainers. And if I'm, if I'm in my kayak or canoe, um, I just can't get out of it like as fast as I'd like to, if, if I'm in, you know, there's a lot of blind curves. Um, you know, it's really fast and a lot of wood. So yeah, knowing all that, I was like, well, we're going to, we're going to go get to know this thing in our, in our duckies. And, you know, cause you can hop out of a ducky in waist deep water. I can hop out, you know, anywhere. You know, I can just, I, yeah. can, I can bail. Uh, I can't really, do that effectively in the canoe or kayak it's a it's a, it's a little more involved yeah, yeah yeah and uh you know so i'm, I'm pretty agile and and uh, for that particular run uh, i mean people have taken rafts down it but uh, i think you'd have to have a lot more water than what we've been running it on um you could do it but you know the ducky's the perfect boat for it so uh so as soon as we get it you know, even now, now I'm really itching to get out there and, and either the canoe or, or kayak and yeah, run a section. I, I'd be perfectly fine with it. It's just, you know, wanting to know where in general the wood is and, uh, and just getting familiar with it. So, yeah, so yeah, it's been a perfect boat for that. Now I'm, I'm ready to, you know, I guess, step it up to the next 
thing, see how it well, goes. You know, I, I have friends that, uh, you know, it's funny you bring that up, you know, the fact of being able to jump out of them uh, and not easily get out of a kayak right off the bat or canoe. Um, I have friends that for years would go in and, and cut out some, try to try to cut wood out of like really steep creeks that very few people ran, but they were just trying to keep them, keep some of the wood cut out of them to be, make them runnable by, a, you know, a few, uh, uh, a handful of people. Yeah. Um, but they would always do that in duckies. Yeah. Because they could strap, you know, a chainsaw on a dry bag. Yeah. You know, um, on the deck of the, uh, you know, just inside the cockpit of the uh, ducky. And, you know, you can you can use that as a platform to kind of work off of, too, if you needed to. But just to, get, you know, even for like quick ferries and you could just shoot across and you know, yeah. kind of like on yeah, a absolutely. surfboard and, and then jump off of it. So it's a, it's a great, it, you know, it, it's a platform that doesn't necessarily get a lot of respect but it's got it's got awesome uses and and like you said before i mean there are people that fired up big time in oh, ducks yeah. so um and I, I i i love the duck man we're always giving love to the ducks that's right <laughs> so uh so moving on uh link uh i know you like to paddle r1 uh, S one, a lot of these, uh, tight creeks. So, you know, that's sort of a phenomenon that's really taken off, uh, in recent years. And I think, you know, you're, you're one of the early guys doing that. And, and, uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got started with that and what you like about it. Um, sure. Um, well, I like running the tight, creeks in uh small rafts um you know um usually no no bigger than 10 and a half foot um although i i do s1 um you know the fat cat the rocky mountain rafts fat cat which is longer you know but um you know not not much longer than 11 foot 11 and a half foot i I think uh, you know one of the one of the greatest uh, small boats you know ever made, and you know a lot of people will agree it was the Puma, um, just because uh, you know it was kind of like one of the very first you know production model small boats. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I kind of um, I kind of max out my my kayaking. Um, my my as far as like my my confidence and going big in a kayak um I, I really have always been drawn to tight tighter more technical runs um and you know i, I push push my limits to kayaking I, I think um you know just far enough where i i i kind of topped out and i'm like yeah i'm i'm not really into running that kind of you know, any, anything bigger in, in a kayak and, um, or steeper, you know, more, more committing. Uh, so that's why, you know, I started, uh, started carrying rafts down, you know, started paddling, paddling raft, um, 
10, 10 and a half foot. Um, and, um, you know, really kind of always went bigger in a raft. I feel went bigger and harder in a raft than, than I would in, in, um, than a kayak. Um, you know, also my guiding, you know, guiding full time kind of really, you know, really torqued my body and just kind of, you know, messed up my whole, um, uh, you know, balance in a kayak as far as, you know, paddling on one side of the raft kind of threw off my kayaking and, uh, you know, I just wasn't as confident or as comfortable in a kayak, um, any longer on, on, on new stuff, especially. Well, and I, I would guess at the same and, time, uh, at the same time as you're, you know, you're, you're thinking, well, that's making you maybe not as strong of a kayaker. It actually like you're spending a lot of time in a raft. So it's got to make you, you know, I mean, even guiding, like it's got to really get, get your comfort level up there. Just even when you switch over to R1 or something. Yeah. And you know, with, with r wanting, it's something that, um, just learn to do, um, you know, I, I, I had R2 quite a bit, you know, um, on the Okoe and the Shatuga and, you know, other runs like that. And, you know, I was, you know, definitely out there pretty early on in a raft on, on, uh, Tallulah. Um, but, um, yeah, even though, I, you know, somebody else got the first descent in a raft, um, but it just um, it was a great way of, of getting on the water, getting on different stuff um, with just one other person. And then, you know, I was like, you know, there's, there's really no reason why yeah, I couldn't run this stuff solo, you know, R1 or S1. And um, so, yeah, I just I just took my my knowledge of creaking in a kayak. And, and just transferred it over to a raft, which I, I knew how to move around. And, uh, you know, and the great thing about, you know, especially over the last several years with the technology of, of the equipment of boats, especially getting smaller and smaller, um, you know, you can get on tighter, steeper, more technical creeks. Um, and I, you know, and that, like I said before, that's, that's kind of, you know, what, 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 what I prefer. And, um, you know, I just started seeing where I could take, where I could take my raft, you know, and, and yeah. thought back to my, my creaking days in a kayak and I'm like, man, you know, this, this stuff would, would probably go pretty well. Um, and, um, you know, and, and eventually did come across a couple other people, uh, uh, my buddy Aaron Erdrich and, and, uh, you know, other people that were also into, you know, R1 in a raft, you know, soloing rafts and stuff. And, um, and who were also pushing the limits and, and, um, and, you know, I mean, Aaron goes real big, uh, you know, but, um, it's, it's just a great way you know, and, and finding lighter, lighter equipment, lighter gear, ways to lighten up your, your load. Um, you know, r- rafters have a tendency to kind of 
fill the boat up with all kinds of stuff, beer, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw, throw bags, dogs, you know, and <laughs> dogs. Um, but you know, creaking is, you know, creaking is uh, much more minimalist uh than running rivers you know just just river running and you gotta you gotta consider the weight you know the weight that not only you're carrying into a creek but the weight you're paddling down a creek and um you know if you expect to have any kind of longevity in the and you know to keep doing it be able to keep doing it you definitely don't want to be carrying a bunch of junk uh, a bunch of stuff you don't need that's going to weigh you down and, you know, affect your performance. That um, while we're thinking about that, let's put that on a, a top, a future topic list. Like what do you, what's the bare minimum stuff to take? You know, that's just some, just a food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and we, we have talked about gear yeah. before. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, there, you know, there's a couple things that probably come out of this that, um, um, that you know that would be great topics you know in the future but uh but yeah i really like the r1 um you know and I, sometimes i prefer to r1 you know especially um you know if i'm with a with a, a certain group of paddlers like you know other folks are r1 or you know i'm with kayakers or canoers and stuff like that um you know, definitely being in an R1 makes me more maneuverable. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable on a, on a lot of different stuff. Whereas, you know, other people that may paddle with me are too, you know, may not be. And so, um, well, I, yeah, I actually, I, just, uh, I agree with you like a hundred percent. You know, you got me r wanting and, you know, just maybe last year and a half, two years. And, 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 you know, I always thought, well, that's like, I would rather R2 is what I thought in the beginning, but now I'm, I'm with you. Like I much prefer to just be R1 because I can sort of jump around the boat and throw my weight around. And I just, I'd rather just be me in there now. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny cause I, I, you know, I've, I've been places where someone came up like, Hey man, you want a R2 partner? I'm like, not really. I'm, you know, feeling kind of antisocial today, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I, uh, I mean, there are times where I, yeah, I don't mind having someone in the boat or showing them down something, you know, if we make a, make a plan, but you know, I'm kind of the type of person once I make, once I make my plan, that's kind of what I want to do, you know? Yeah. I don't really like to diverge from it too much. Um, but, um, but no, there's, you know, there's also, um, you know, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of fun being able to, you know, take, take a raft down something in some ways it, it makes certain features easier, you know, and more accessible, uh, you know, and in other ways it's harder, you know, than, than say if you're kayaking something, you know, steeper, you know, waterfalls and stuff like that. But, um, 
but no, and there's, you know, it takes, it takes skill, you know, it, it definitely takes skill and it, it just takes a different mindset sometimes than, you know, kayakers have or, or, you know, f- open boaters have. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that paddle all different kinds of craft and I like, I like to be at, you know, be able to be out there and run some really cool stuff with my buddies. So cool well uh so on that note like you know we were going to go through and just mention a few you know possible good good first creaking creeks so kind of southeast ish you know what are your thoughts on uh, what's our what's on our list here you want me to start uh sorry i was kind of cracking up because uh um um, Rio just climbed up on this futon behind me and was like, he's, he's really, he's really, uh, nudging me like, yo dude, he's like, come on. He's like, come on. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so, go ahead and, uh, well, go ahead and start it off. I'll start it off since I'm, I'm the beginner at creaking uh, anyway. So my, my two cents is, uh, we talked about this on, on here in previous episodes, but the kind of lefty. Um, up in the Great Smokies in North Carolina, I think it's a great like introductory creek. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's you you can make it harder by going up further, you know. But there's a, a good section that that's that's not too difficult. And uh, you know, only thing I would say is that when you get on these types of creeks, it's not always that they're harder in terms of rapids. To me, the danger is really in like blind turns and wood and that sort of thing that that on maybe a bigger river um, might be easier to see, might be easier to avoid or something like that. So that's, you know, but aside from that, the, the kind of lefty aside from wood <laughs> um, is a great introductory. Um, what do you think? Other thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um you know, uh, creeks are definitely going to be, you know, tighter than your average river. And, you know, you're probably going to see wood, um, and, you know, not have a lot of options as far as maneuvering. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, and talking about good first creeks, it's, I think it's important to also mention that, you know, you definitely got to know your skill set, your skill level, your experience. Um, and, you know, like with everything else, just uh, progress, you know, slow and steady. You know, don't don't try to uh, take it up too much. So, I mean, that's why kind of lefty's good. Um, you know, the upper nanny's a good one. Yeah. Um, um, and because uh, it's you know it's a nice long run um doesn't have like really huge rapids uh you know especially uh you know what's considered the upper nanny uh you know if you don't know where you're at and you happen to put in for the cascades which you know ends <laughs> with the upper nanny um you know you're, it's that's 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 stepping it up too much yeah but but you know, know know your limits and um, 
and 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 those of your group too. So I, I think the Upper Nanny is a great one. Um, you know, we do have on here the Teleco, but you know the uh, the middle the middle Teleco. I would not, say would yeah. be good, but the ledge is not, yeah. not yeah, so yeah. much. And what I, I put that on there, because I know I told you, uh, the first time I ever got on the Teleco was actually above the ledges. And not a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people run that. I think most people run the ledges, and then a lot of people run the middle. But anyway, I'm talking about like yeah. above all that is even yeah, tight, up, tighter. Yeah, yeah, by the hatcheries and all that. And it's all you can you can scout it all from the road. So that's that's kind of why we mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's uh, you know that's good up there. There's some there's some drops up there. Um, you know, I would I would consider that maybe a slight a slight step above the middle teleco. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. Um, and then the, I would consider the ledges of the teleco more of a more of an intermediate creaking run. Um, you know, it's cause it's, it's pushing the class four level. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, especially baby falls and Jared's knee, yeah. um, you know, the two biggest rapids there. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it is good to mention it though, I think. Um, so, um, and you got a couple on this list that, I, that I've never done for sure. Um, so you'll have to tell them about those. Uh, well, the Upper Davidson, yeah, um, is over in uh, over in Brevard, North Carolina. Um, you know, it's a feeder feeder stream of of uh, the uh, the Upper French Broad River Basin, and um, it's really you know. So there's two sections. Um, you know, the Lower Davidson is is uh comparable probably in ways to fires creek maybe mm-hmm. it's like a step down mm-hmm. from fires creek it's kind of right in there it's kind of class two pushing class three um and is is wider uh you the, basically the put in for that stretch is is right um right where looking glass creek below looking glass falls feeds into the the uh, upper Davidson and um, their confluence from there down that's what we always considered the lower Davidson and it's a good long run and it yeah. go it ends in um, Pisgah Forest uh, the town of Pisgah Forest um, and a lot of people tube the lower stretches but it's you can canoe it kayak it um, there are places with wood out there but if it's a busy weekend, you're gonna, definitely going to see lots of swimmers and tubers and stuff like that. Yeah. But then there's the uh, the Upper Davidson is uh, it's pretty continuous. It's class three plus, you know, almost class four level. If if the water's high, it definitely does have a you know it has a class four aspect. But um, it's 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 fairly tight and steep and, and, uh, you know, continuous. Um, and, uh, the biggest rapids are, are whale back and, uh, three, three, uh, 
rapids in succession called breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And those are the biggest rapids. And uh, it's really cool. It's And it's a beautiful, beautiful little uh, gorge down in there. Um, and then you take out for that. You, you actually go up above the the Pisgah Forest, uh, Pisgah National Forest fish hatchery and, um, a couple miles above it. And then you take out right above the fish hatchery, um, there on, I forget the name, it's Davidson river road, but, uh, yeah, that's really awesome up there. And then another one I have is, uh, the big Laurel, which drops into, um, drops into section nine of the French broad. And, um, it's another kind of, classic beginner you know beginner to intermediate creaking run um intermediate high water um and you know low water more technical uh but fairly manageable um that's class three plus and then you get to run the uh you know two of the biggest rapids on section nine of the French Broad, after you come out of the Big Laurel on the French Broad, you get to run um, Needle Falls or Kayaker's Ledge and Frank Bell's Rapid. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are those are two good ones in Western North Carolina. Um, you know, Ash, how about Ash, uh, Georgia? How about some, um, something in Georgia? Yeah. So uh, the Amicalola uh amicalola creek um which comes uh it's over by dahlonega and uh it's got a couple nice you know nice rapids that uh yeah mainly class three plus pushing the class four level at high water but uh um amicalola is really really sweet because you're uh uh paddling through dawson state forest um it's really you know really high quality scenery and a really pretty area and yeah that's another thing thing about some of these is is uh there you know creeks there a lot of times you know even though you may put in right out of road they can get real remote real quick you know and so you know it's it's much much more appealing to me to to not be paddling next to a road all the time um you know just kind of takes it up a notch um but the other one i have down here is the uh the upper chattahoochee above helen and uh you know it doesn't doesn't get run a lot but it it is roadside and um you you put in up uh um forest service road 44 what they call the river road and um basically you follow that up you know upstream from uh, the flea market there in Robertstown and you go all the way up and right where the road kind of starts climbing the mountain and turns away from the Creek turns away from the upper hooch. That's where you put in and there's a uh, game checking station there and you put in there and it's, it's really fun and continuous class, you know, class three, um, you know, when the water's high in there, it, it does get pushy, but, um, usually not a whole lot of wood in there, but you can, you can kind of scout it as you drive up. Uh, it's all pretty noticeable. And then you can take out either back at the, you know, back at the flea market, or you can paddle down through town 
and take out somewhere in town, which yeah. is, uh, which is, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a culture shock. You know, once you come out of the national forest there and, and paddle through town, you know, you never know. You may see tubers and, or whatever. So, but, uh, but yeah, those are some good runs. Yeah. And another, another thing that you had mentioned, uh, before, uh, is running like some Creek moves on bigger rivers, you know, is something that you could do that, you know, of course, uh, um, yeah. people talk I mean, about it. You know, um, yeah, you can run, I mean, you, you can, you can run, uh, you know, Creek and tight moves on the Ocoee, on the Chattooga, you know, they're out there boofing, well, you know, boofing, boofing drops or, you know, running slots or, you know, paddling, paddling spots on other more mainstream rivers that, that you don't see a lot of, you know, people running, especially if you, you know, if you get comfortable and you, you start to look at things, you start to read certain features. You're like, well, that looks like it would be a pretty fun little line. Go try that out, you know? Um, and what would you say would, I mean, what makes it a creek line? Like if I'm on the Ocoee and I, um, instead of running a main line, what would a creek line be? Um, just more technical, um, you know, not as straightforward. Um, you know, right, right at the put in, there's a great one and you actually, you know, instead of making the move back to the left to run grumpies, you, you kind of drift a little bit further right. And, um, you know, most people that run the Okoe know of the rock right below the, uh, the put in there called Whiteface, and you can actually boof off the right side of white face like boof off the right side of it in behind it and there's a great little great little eddy there and then you can peel out you know peel out of there and go down and run the guide ejector rock or you know go far left if you want to do that or or run just the main line just to the left of the big hole there at grumpy's and then there's some other little moves you know slots downstream on the left that you know that not a lot of people run you know majority of uh commercial rafts are going to run right down the center through there but there's some stuff over to the left um you know and um yeah there, there's all kinds of fun spots all the way down the okoe that you know it just takes takes going there with someone who's been there yeah so and and that's and and that's the nature of creaking anyway is you're you know, people are showing you the lines through, through different spots. And, um, yeah. So, you know, Chattooga is, full of them. Um, you know, where else? I mean, um, you know, section nine, the French broad has got some, some neat little moves and, you know, basically, you know, what I'm calling creaking moves out there are usually a little bit steeper, more technical, rocky, more narrow, yeah. Um, you know, it's they're 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 more involved than just like just floating and paddling downstream. You know, yeah. you're you're actually making moves, catching eddies, and um, you know, and and just eddy hopping is is great practice for creeks because you know you you have to do that quite a yeah. bit on creeks. 
you got yeah. got to be able to catch certain eddies, you know, above or below rapids to uh, either scout or you know boat scout or just to uh, you know set safety or or look out for your buddies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I mean, I think that's a great idea is to to try you know on a familiar run to try to find other little moves to do um to get better yeah um i mean i guess and, you know case in point uh chatuga at low water is has has a lot of great uh sort of creaking type features uh and it's not as overwhelming you know section yeah, yeah. section four yeah. especially so cool well uh i think that's sort of wrapping up the topic uh portion of our episode here and uh, a few yeah. reminders uh if, if folks have uh, feedback uh we welcome you to send us some suggestions corrections uh fan mail hate hate mail <laughs> whatever you got to waterbound podcast hate is gonna hate <laughs> water waterbound podcast at gmail.com um check out our uh, waterbound facebook page and um how about some upcoming events, man? Yeah. Um, What's happening? What's happening? So this weekend, this weekend coming up is uh, the weekend of February 23rd through 24th uh, is the uh, first Chioa River releases of the year. Um, and um, just a little note, I was, uh, I was home in Georgia last weekend. And um, I actually I it. rode I over to it. the uh, Chioa area, Rob- Robbinsville area, and uh, just to get a little look at it because it had run really big a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, actually, it, it kept running for like over a week, uh, a really high water. So um, from from what I could tell, it was running, I think, 2300 whenever I was driving down there and scouting from the road. Um, it looked like the wood situation was pretty good, you know, for the Chioa. Um, yeah. there definitely were some, some big logs hiding down in like the smaller groves of trees below some of the big rapids. But for the most part, the main, um, you know, the main lines who like the big rapids and the boogie water were, were pretty free and clear of, of wood. Um, and, uh, it looked like quite a few of the little shrubs were starting to get ripped out of there, which, which is pretty nice. So these, these big water events keep it, the, the river's kind of cleaning itself out of trees, which is kind of nice. Cool. So that's, yeah. First Chio releases are this weekend. Even though it's so, been naturally releasing, um, all right, so uh, just something I was going to mention, Mountain True West, uh, which was uh, the Hiawassee Watershed Coalition um, group. They changed their name to Mountain True West. Don't ask me why. Um, but they're having a fundraising gala on February 27th, uh, which is, I think, next Thursday. Yeah. And anyway, I'm going, so maybe some other people, if you want to go, get in touch with me. Um then yeah, yeah, I think I think the reason why they call it the Mountain True West is because the Hiawassee River flows west. True, true go. west. True yeah. west. So, I'm yes. not sure. 
but... instead of false west. But yeah, um, <laughs> we got <laughs> the glacier breaker at uh, the Nanahala uh, with uh, the NOC and Nanahala Racing Club February 29th. And that's a family friendly thing. If folks want to go attend, you can enter that, I think, at all levels. Um, nice. one other, one other thing I was going to mention that, uh, is what you got up there next coming up in March sometime, uh, Georgia canoe folks can look for an announcement. Uh, they, they're involved in some hemlock treatments on the Cartier. And, uh, I went to a training session a couple of weeks ago at young Harris college. And, uh, so folks from Georgia canoe and some various hemlock, uh, groups, um, came and uh, did a training session and anyway that information will be coming soon you can look for it uh, through georgia canoe and i'll let you okay you're kind of break you're kind of breaking up there ted breaking up on you can you hear me now sir all right um so uh yeah so march 16th through the 20th um is Aunt Louis Fest over in the uh, Teleco Plains area near the Teleco River, and um, um, called the, the Single Bladers. Called called the biggest shit show in Whitewater. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's quite quite a spectacle. It's a lot of fun. Um, it it is a big open boater, uh, you know, uh, canoe creaking canoe race um but you know they they're they're friendly with with rafts with inflatables with kayaks coming over to watch duckies or whatever they're just a bunch of really cool people so uh, and um you know i hate to say i'm gonna miss it because i'll be in the grand canyon but um you guys get a chance to make it out there it's a whole lot of fun and it actually takes place over like two weekends but the uh the main weekend is march um we have it as march 16th through 20th so it's that that weekend i'm gonna try to get up there so uh and then later on uh in march march 27th there's a u.s open race at the nanahala so if you just want to come watch folks from all over the world uh come on and check it out awesome all right, folks. Well, that's a wrap on our first uh, episode back, and we'll see you out there. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, hope to see you on the river. Gonna get drunk and out